0: Investigating adult abuse. You'll hear some carers talking about their experiences and views of care and abuse. First, we asked Penny and Jim, who both care for partners with complex health and social care needs, how they would define abuse and why they thought it might happen.
1: When you're talking about adult abuse, I think it um, brings to mind bad treatment, being really unkind to people and physically pushing them and pulling them about because they can't do what you, what you ask them to do.
2: It's not so much, hopefully, anyway, vicious attitudes from people, but uncaring attitudes, lack of training, lack of control of themselves, things getting out of hand in, in that respect, possibly or probably because of poor management and things sliding from little incidences into big ones. It seems to me that carers for uh, members of the family in their own home can also abuse the person that they're caring for, although I think perhaps it's, it's on a slightly different level than what might go on between people who are clients and carer. I think the trouble is that where you've got a one-to-one in the family home, where there's a lot of repetition because of Alzheimer's or whatever, that frustration can enter in.
1: Tempers can get frayed. The day he really wandered off out of the garden was a bit of a shock, so after that... He shouldn't really be left on his own in the house, but sometimes you do have to go out. I mean, I can just go out to hang out the linen and he will have fallen over. You know, I don't have to go too far. So if I'm, say, nipping to the post office or the butcher or something, I do tend to lock the door if he's being a bit restless. And I think I personally always put safety above dignity. I mean, for years, you tiptoe around people being very careful not to upset them, to let them have as much say as possible in in how their life is run. But there does come a time where you have to impose your will.
2: As a carer, you're totally tied in to that person because they're not safe on their own because they forget what they've done a few moments ago. So she can have a meal... Half an hour later, she's forgotten she's had that meal and she's hungry again. She wants to have another meal over again. And it does also mean, because of the Alzheimer's, I think, is the cause of no interest in anything. So there's very little joys left in life, which is uh, a bit sad because you get to retirement and you look forward to retirement and you think, great, we'll do this, that and the other when um, when we 've when now need to work anymore, but of course you don't you can 't <laughs> because the person you, who you 're looking in this my case, my wife is just not capable of um, doing these things. Another consequence of the strokes that um, she 's had is that she now is a totally different person to the person that she used to be it 's like living with a stranger sometimes. Not only is is it just in attitude and outlook, but it's also that that it brings about aggression from her, not only from the point of view of verbal aggression, but also physical aggression. I can well see that there are occasions when the carer needs to restrain the um, person that they're caring for which can leave possibly a bruise or some other minor damage um, in trying to hold somebody back. After all, send them the person you came for. If it's a mental problem particularly, they're, at the end of the day, I suppose, not really responsible for what they are doing or saying, whereas you are.
0: Finding out what's happened when something does go wrong can be difficult. Eric is 80... And his wife was admitted to residential care when he could no longer look after her at home.
3: I happened to go in and talking to her, and I happened to get hold of her hand, as I usually do, and I said, What's a bandage all for? And then I looked again and no bracelet. She said, I don't really know. Well she didn't say that at all. It's so what I could try to figure out, is what she was saying. So I did ask one of the nurses, I said, What happened to Nancy's um well, so we think it was the bracelet that she had on and it must have got caught in the bedding or something. And uh-uh. I said, it's strange, it happened in a bed. She's been wearing it for 30-odd years and never happened at home. Then I tried to say to Nancy, do you know how that happened? And that's sort am of getting nothing from it. I said, could somebody, have, and I did the actions, got hold of it and pulled it, which would, could do that. And she says... She nodded her head. I said, Well, that's why I did say to a nurse later when I went again, <clears throat> Was it this magpie of yours that had a walking stick? Because we couldn't find Nancy's walking stick, and it has a name and label on it. They looked everywhere, finally found it in the wardrobe of this lady that collects all sorts of cups, saucers. And I said, well, I reckon she saw the bracelet and just thought she could pull it off, and it won't come off you've got to undo it with a safety kit and that could have caused serrations.
0: We consider how a situation like the one described by Eric might be investigated by following a discussion in which professionals address concerns about an older woman receiving residential care We'll then explore some of the wider issues raised by this case
4: Hello, Family Protection Unit, can I help? Hello John, hi, it's David here
5: Hi David, how are oh,
4: OK, not too bad. Um, John, I was calling about the Willis case. Remember we spoke about it the other day?
5: Um, could you go through it again? I yeah. can't quite remember the, the yeah. details.
4: OK, it's is a lady who's placed in uh, Hillside Residential Care Home. You know, you know the one that has... Uh, she has Alzheimer's disease, so she's obviously very mentally very frail. Um, but there are some particular concerns which uh, which are worrying us. was um, the bruising, wasn't it? I... Yeah, there, there, there are a number of issues. Um, there are bruising to, to wrists. So cut, she has a cut above her eye... Um, Particular concern about rapid weight loss. She's been treated by the GP for a urinary tract infection, and and, and the, the district nurse who's visiting the home is in, um, informed by the GP of, of pressure ulcers. Sadly, I mean there are a number of of the concerns that the daughter-in-law is is talking about, which are quite common in a residential home. For example, she's gone in, and she's found the relative not wearing her own clothes, now wearing an incontinence pad, etc.
5: I think we should meet, don't you, for a I strategy? Do, yeah. I'm all right for two o'clock tomorrow. Yeah, I think no. we should meet sooner rather than later.
4: Yeah, two o'clock will work for me. I'll talk to Mike and uh, and Mary. Uh, Mike and yeah, Mary's important. That
5: the the, um, the district nurse input is very important, isn't it?
4: Yeah, absolutely. So, unless you hear from me, two o'clock tomorrow. Okay. Great, see you then. All right, then.
0: Bye. In the case in question, which is a composite case study based on actual events, the daughter-in-law of one of the residents in a small care home has contacted social services. Mike, a senior social worker, has organised a strategy meeting and invited other professionals to attend. Well,
6: good afternoon, everybody. I'm Mike, social work manager for older people.
0: I'm Mary, the
7: primary care manager.
5: I'm John from the family protection unit, the police.
4: I'm David, manager of the Regulation Inspection Unit.
6: Mary, um, your service has been involved from a nursing point of view with this lady for a little while, I think. Uh, Can you summarise the issues that have been dealt with from your side of things?
7: From the nursing point of view, the district nurse was called in because the GP had noted the pressure ulcers. So the district nurse carried out a full um, assessment on the patient, Mrs Willis, and actually noted that there was certainly evidence of quite significant weight loss that her appetite was actually very poor, her skin was very dry, she looked dehydrated. Um, She'd got a pressure ulcer on her left and right heel and one on her right hip.
6: David, are we aware of any wider concerns about this establishment with other residents?
4: Well, the specific concerns about resident care are related to to Mrs Willis, as we've discussed. The wider concerns are in relation to the proprietor, their suitability, uh, how they're managing this establishment, the concerns about their... Uh, alleged drinking, their alleged uh, aggressive uh, behaviour, etc. So there are two elements to that. So obviously if we have concerns about one particular individual, we obviously have to be worried about everyone else.
6: Right. So we're talking about a joint investigation between regulation and inspection and the police. Mm -hmm. Yes. Do you just want to outline the key elements of what that's going to be for both of you?
4: Yeah, I'll be meeting with the daughter-in-law Mrs Palmer, and obviously keeping her informed in terms of, of you know, the fact we've met today and providing her with as much information as is possible within the context of, of the meeting we've had. She's concerned, as many people are, about their relatives living in a residential home, that if she makes a complaint that there'll be recriminations, that you know, either her relative will have to leave or she'll be badly treated as a result of that. So you know, we have to deal with, with that in a sensitive sort of way, and uh, also reassuring her in terms of her relative. So I would be suggesting that we carry out a full inspection during the day, looking at all the records, talking with staff, etc. In relation to the allegations about the proprietor, I'd be looking to um, colleagues in police to carry out an unannounced visit. Mary, can we now agree the action plan? What are your services going to do?
7: Right. From the primary care side, I'll actually liaise with the GP, past and present GP. I'll also contact the mental health service with a view to bringing them on board and telling them where we're at. And I will discuss with the district nurse with a view to entering into the home to have all the patients properly assessed from a nursing perspective. So we're quite clear on what the nursing requirements of these patients are, particularly Mrs Willis.
6: Okay, thank you. John, the police action.
5: Obviously, we're looking at evidence-gathering and see whether we have got a prima facie case here. We have to prove a willfulness uh, on the part of the carer or the proprietor, but um, under the Mental Health Act, this is uh, an offence which um, seems appropriate. We, of course, need to prove um, that the resident concerned is um, a mentally disordered person. Alzheimer's, in fact, is an illness under that definition, so it's very appropriate. I'll link with Mary ensure that we've got some evidence, probably in statement form, um, in regards to the bruising and the chronology of how she presented when she first uh, arrived at the residential home. Um, And in a similar way, we will, um, through Mary, speak to the GPs and uh, see if we can get statements from their records and probably look at whether we can photograph the bruises, especially on the wrists, to support any any offences of... uh, Uh, willful ill treatment or neglect
6: Okay, from a social work point of view I'll arrange for a full community care assessment to be undertaken by a social worker with uh, Mrs Willis and I think that's important to establish just exactly what her capabilities are and that in turn might lead to a request for a full psychiatric assessment Mm. Uh, I think we'll also get a fuller social history from Mrs Palmer because I think we need to put into context Mm. this, this lady's total situation yeah, and whether she's able to be spoken yes. to individually. Yeah. Yes. OK. The investigation will be over the next five working days. Is everybody happy that that's achievable?
5: Yeah, I think we can get the, the evidence in hand in that time.
6: Yes. Yeah. okay we I'll look to reconvene then after the completion of the investigation. That's good. Thank, Thank you, everybody. Thank you. From the Open University.